Dan, it is a magical time of year. It is. It is that time of the year where uh, it's just, it's feeling, the feeling of joy is in the air. Everyone seems in a better mood. I don't know. It's, it's nice. It seems that Christmas is different now than when I was growing up. I will assume the same for you too. And it's not just because you're younger, but I went to our local mall. That mall's been there as long as I've been around. And I remember when I was little, I mean, it was decorated with everything Christmas, you know? And while a lot of the stores were, but like the general, you know, the concourses and stuff, I don't know. It's just not the same. It's like the internet's just changed everything. You know, it's changed retail and these kids, they don't go to the mall like they used to back in the day and just different. Yeah, it, it. And I, I think that, uh, well, you start seeing things for Christmas, like for sale early before even Thanksgiving, but yeah, there's not really a lot of like the, the decorating of, you know, the, the stuff hanging from, like you said, like across in the mall, the big trees being decorated. I don't, I mean, I haven't really been to a mall in a year, (laughs) but it does, it does seem that way when you're, when you're out just even in, uh, just general stores, it's just, everyone's in such a hurry. And they're just not really taking the time to, uh, you know, get back to those old traditions of decorating things up and making Christmas like that magical time of year, like you said. I I haven't been to the mall. I cannot remember the last time except for last week. And we had to go because my great niece had this dancing recital thing, you know, in the in the center concourse of the mall. So we were there for that. Oh. And that's when I had noticed that when I was walking through and I remember back when I was little, I mean, there would be Santa in an airplane, you know, suspended from the ceiling and candy canes everywhere, <laughs> ribbons and trains and all. And it's just, it's just not, maybe too, I remember right after Halloween, my wife had texted she went to walmart and they had already had christmas stuff out yeah yep oh yeah stuff for sale christmas decorations it it was a month until thanksgiving yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's where people get a little just burnt out maybe because they they get excited for christmas but it's just too too much too soon yeah what firewood related item do you have at the top of your Santa list? Oh my, <laughs> I don't think it would fit in my stocking, but an excavator, a mini excavator. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't think I would fit either. Yeah. If, Why would you want a mini excavator? I, I just think of all of the, like, you know, mid, mid to larger size range equipment. I think a mini excavator I could really put to use. Um, digging out stumps in my wood yard, moving logs from the pile to where I want to buck them up. Even just picking logs up and bucking them right, you know, with the with right in the excavator's grapple. I just think it'd be. I could really see myself getting a lot of use out of a mini excavator. I could see you tearing some stuff up with it too. 
I had one. I had never been in one. When we did our driveway project, we had rented a mini excavator. And you know, I did the videos with it with my lifelong friend, uh, Fred, the retired excavator. And uh, you, you can tear stuff up with one of those. <laughs> wow. Are they, you, you know, the word mini, don't be misled by that. They are, they are powerful. Oh yeah. Heavy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's and, and, but I think there's a lot of things that like I said, I think it'd be very versatile with like moving logs, um, you know, changing my landscape back there, digging up stumps. I don't know. I just, you know, I thought about like, you know what I could use like a bobcat for because uh coyote is coming out with a, um, a skid steer in 2023. Right. Oh, wow. And I thought about maybe looking into one of those, but then I don't know. I think, I think a mini excavator would be more useful. Mm -hmm. When I was looking at a tractor, you know, I had it down to, I had thought of a mini excavator, but gee whiz, you just can't afford them. They're expensive. And the ones that I could afford looked like they had been pushed off of a cliff. <laughs> they were they were road hard man and i had heard that they can literally uh, bankrupt you <laughs> if you got to repair some some of the things that can go wrong on them are it's an expensive repair yeah that's that's why mm. I'd w i would want santa to bring it <laughs> <laughs> what about what about uh, you what's what's your wish list item from santa uh so this is going to sound like a cop-out i i i really don't need anything knock wood um i i'm totally satisfied i'm happy with everything i have knock wood i'm keep knocking wood here the baseball <laughs> player in me you don't want to talk about you know positive things because yes. you'll drink jinx yourself so the <clears throat> if i were to choose though the thing that i could probably most use uh would be a new truck mm, okay. uh, one that one that doesn't rust uh, one that uh doesn't you know shake and rattle and make humming noises going down the road uh but still gets over 20 miles of the gallon <laughs> <laughs> My trucks are okay. They are, but uh, it's an aging fleet and my white, you know, my delivery truck is starting to look, get kind of rusty. I attacked that rust, but it's a losing battle. You can't, you can't beat it. So I have a rusty delivery truck and I don't know, these newer F-150s are made out of aluminum. Hey, aluminum doesn't rust the last time I, last time I checked. And and would you want four wheel drive? I'm guessing. Wouldn't okay. If it was free, then I would want a four wheel drive. <laughs> if I have to pay for it, I you know let's be realistic here. You know, two wheel drive, especially the the work truck. You know, the eight foot bed with roll up windows. Uh, there you can get those. You can get into them pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't need a four wheel drive truck for my delivery vehicle. Okay. Probably once or twice a year, I change my mind 
you know, and I'm stuck and I would think, man, if only if I had four wheel drive, but I just make do what I have going for me with a two wheel drive truck is I deliver 12 months out of the year and I, I have a, another truck to pull myself out. If I get stuck, I saved probably $10,000 on my purchase because this one's two wheel drive. It gets over 20 miles of the gallon without even trying, wow. you know, it's yeah. a nice truck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. But it's rusting away. Oh yeah. You know, these <clears throat> F one fifties. Okay. What do you, what can you say? They're the most popular vehicle ever in the world, right? They've sold more F one fifties. The F series truck is like the most popular vehicle ever. The frustrating thing that I have is that there are problems with the 2019 F-150s that 2006 F-150s still had, and they don't they don't fix them. That leaking <laughs> here, guys. If anyone is ever going to buy an F-150, the very first thing you do is when you open up the driver's door, you look at the headliner at the back in the center of the back window because the third tail light leaks water because <laughs> of a cheap gasket and that headliner gets stained and heavy and it smells <laughs> and that has been going on now for how long you know and they just won't fix it that's the kind of stuff the steering wheel they have that intermediate shaft that goes at the end of your steering wheel connects your steering wheel to the steering gear it's under the hood next to your uh, exhaust manifold that has been going bad on these f-150s for 15 years and they don't fix it that's the kind of stuff well you know what i, can, I could go on yeah i was gonna say <laughs> but you know what um everyone out there listening right now you know what they're saying don't buy a ford no that is <laughs> That is illogical. You know, here, <clears throat> here, here's a perfect example. I was once an auto mechanic at Sears Auto Center. This was back in the 80s. And back in those days, and I heard this straight from the grand poobah of Sears, the Sears diehard battery at that era in the mid 80s owned 50% of the aftermarket automotive battery sales. All right. Okay. So... 50%, you know, if, if every car that had a, a replacement battery installed in it, there was a 50% chance that it was a diehard. That's how big of a sales, God, it's just amazing. They went out of business. Good gosh. So I had people would come in because their cars, you know, their car wouldn't start and they're all upset and stuff. And they're just cussing. These diehard batteries are junk, you know? <laughs> they are no good. Every, this one guy was, you know, claimed to be a mechanic. Every car I look at that won't start, has got a diehard battery in it, you know? <laughs> I just think that's just, well, you know, is that true, number one? And then number two, you got a 50% chance that it is going to be a diehard. So, you know, it's just, it's just illogical. The, and then the reason, most the majority of the reason why people's batteries went dead it was because the alternator was bad or something else was going wrong to make the battery go bad right yep frustrating yeah so no the they have the fords are great vehicles you know there's some you know there's just so many of them out there that one time something goes wrong then you know <laughs> 
people start complaining about that. And, but you know, the, the, just that, that 5.4 liter engine with the spark plugs, come on the, the cam phasers, the timing chains, why don't they fix this stuff? That's the frustrating <laughs> thing. If you, you know, there's a, there's an expression, fix what bugs you. And if I owned a company and if, you know, every darn engine that had the 5.4 liter three valve was having timing chain covers or spark plugs that were shooting up in the air out of the engine. <laughs> yeah, we're going to fix this people. There you go. <clears throat> but Santa, I don't if know. You're listening. Fix these things. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, Dan? We're talking about Christmas here and I'm complaining about the F-150. Yeah. So, so you would, you would take a new truck yeah. I'll take a little mini excavator, and I think that would make a very merry Christmas. I think you would like that excavator. The only thing is, I think, you know, they're really big. Uh, they're going to tear your yard up, and you, you can't mow with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, but see, that's why I would get the mini, so it wouldn't be big. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, I, I'm, just, I'm just looking uh, next year to kind of get a layout down in the wood yard where I kind of have, you know, like I stage things in the certain area. So like with the mini excavator, it's nice because you can swing over, pick up a log and then swing all the way around without moving the actual unit, you know? Right. So that's where I'm, I'm thinking ahead of like setting something up like that where I can stage logs in one location. And if I had a way to just pick them up, swing them, buck them, and then have them right by the splitting station, it might be handy. I don't know. Here's what I would see that you would do. You would pick your log up. You would you know, pick it up in the air. You would turn your excavator towards your firewood processor and you would whack the side of it and knock your processor <laughs> across the street. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> you would. I'm, that is exactly what would happen too. Those things are, I'm serious. They are strong, man. Yeah. Powerful. You, um, you can tear stuff up with that thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I, Which and would I, make for some good videos too. Yes. And I do have, <laughs> um, a couple little projects that I might just end up renting one for a week and then, you know, testing out my, my plan and seeing how that works and possibly then starting to get a little more serious about looking into one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I know that going into Christmas, the Christmas, the holiday season, uh, my phone's been ringing off the hook. And we have this cold spell, the storms coming in right before Christmas. This is Christmas 2022 here, people. And we got this big cold snap coming. Jeez, oh, my phone's just ringing, ringing. People are, they, so they're calling me on a Tuesday, you know, thinking that they're going to get their wood before Christmas. And I'm telling them, I'm I'm two and a half weeks out, people. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a big um, what is it? The bomb cyclone, polar vortex, winter oh, storm, yeah. Armageddon is coming, and whatever they're calling it this week. I yeah, guess. it's uh, I did see though uh, out there, like out east. I think even maybe in your neck of the woods, they're projecting like a forty degree drop in temperature from I think Thursday to Friday. Which means high winds too. Yep. Yeah. Blizzard-like conditions, ice, rain, snow, sleet, wind, just a mess. 
Was it you that told me that you've sold out all of your bundles from your roadside stand? Yeah, three and, days. And that the guy <laughs> told you he's buying them up because he's expecting your your power to go out. Yeah, I was actually, um, just the other day I was out there and I happened to just go down and talk to the guy and he was just grabbing a few bundles in case the power went out, they could fire up their fireplace, you know, stay warm. And so they're kind of like using, uh, you know, when a storm's coming, people will go and get like supplies, like water and food and be prepared. And he's preparing mm. by having uh, some bundles on hand. <laughs> You're supposed <laughs> to do that after the the tragedy the crisis hits yes <laughs> so they, you're in a line at the at the walmart uh, 20 deep fighting yes. over the last bottle of water so i've had i've because i make my bundles kind of on demand as i need them so i make like eight of them put them on the stand once those are gone i make eight more um so yeah okay. i have to uh when i get back i have to make some more bundles i still I, I, I'm not doing a roadside stand. If I were to do one, I wouldn't put it at my place. And then I'm at the point, you know, do I want to, you know, service a remote roadside stand? If I had it out here at my place, it wouldn't, it wouldn't live through the night. <laughs> <laughs> the stand itself would be gone, huh? Yeah. No, yeah, the stand would, it would be toothpicks the next morning with these big four wheel drive tire trucks the tire tracks through the yard. <laughs> no, it wouldn't make it through the night. Uh, uh, but you know, it, it's nice though. And that it, the, the money's got to be cool. I mean, what the heck, you know, why that's why we do this for money, but isn't it like exciting when you see you got empty spaces, people bought it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's exciting. Then you want to go down and fill it back up and then it just keeps, keeps generating money. Right. It's like uh, back in the day when I used to go out and I'd go to the ATM and I'd put my card in and I'd get a $20 bill out. Here I go down to my stand and I get $20 bills out, <laughs> but I don't have to put it. It doesn't come out of my account. It's going into my account. So it's kind of nice. Like it, it is. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. I Maybe the day will come. My sister, now they live on the other side of the lake. And they, they live on a busy road. And I bet you we could sell a ton over there. But I just don't know. Things are different around here with zoning and I don't know. But then you see people that, you know, sell stuff all the time out in their front yard. So, well, the other thing, and I will admit, you know, here's the one thing. If you start getting into bundle sales, the big factor that I think a lot of people overlook is you have to make the bundles. <laughs> and, <laughs> and sometimes making those bundles can be fun if you're making five or eight. But if you have to like pump out 50 bundles, 100 bundles, I mean, oh my gosh. It's there is a company that makes, I've looked into these. This could be a direction that I will go because I'm always looking for ways to sell more. No, 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 no. To, to make more money by selling less firewood. And this guy makes those, you know, like those lockers that um, propane tanks are in and you go into the gas station and you buy it and they give you the key and you like swap out your tank for the other one. 
he he makes these lockers for well you can sell anything in them but you know they're for firewood and it's on a cellular link and you you could set these at like some strip plaza somewhere and your your app will tell you how many you've sold and how many you got to replace when you go down to restock it and it's all credit card so there's no cash ah that would be cool yep i actually Mm -hmm. ran into a guy out in washington that had one of those but he said the biggest complaint that he got from people was when you put in your credit card and you select to buy it doesn't give you the option to pick what door you want like one will just pop Uh open so, you know, people are always like, I want this door. And then the other door pops open and they're like, I didn't want those five pieces of wood. I wanted the other five pieces. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that would put emphasis on you to make a consistent product. Yes. Yeah, that's the uh-huh. key. Yeah. I, when, I, <laughs> when I make bundles, uh, this one um, convenience store, they'll order about 45 at a time. And I make them all the same size you know i mean this isn't scientific measurements here but they're darn close there's always like one uh bundle that i make that's just wrong you know it's like way too small or <laughs> i'm thinking oh my gosh you know, this is, who's gonna be the poor guy to buy this one <laughs> <laughs> yep so yeah the, the bundle sales have been good i mean yeah it's just it's like i said it's, it's that time of the year everything is Coming, coming to an end here, 2022, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm an I have, so in the four, this is my fifth year. Wow. Fifth winter. Oh, uh, this is professional sales here, you know, being a full-time uh, firewooder. I have seen, you know, there's the ebb and flow of seasonal firewood sales. And I, I'm heavy with restaurants, but let's talk residential. And that's what creates all of the you know, the, the rush buying or the, the boom and bust, I guess. So there is obviously right after like late September is when it starts, when people start buying their firewood and sales starts going way up. October is huge. November is huger. Is that a word? Uh, More huge. (laughs) (laughs) And then December, it kind of starts to taper off until you get to the week before Christmas. And then it's just hammer down, Mm. just through the roof sales. (laughs) And then that carries on through New Year's. And then it tapers off a little bit more. And then February through March is just like up, down, up, down, up, down. Nothing steady, but it's not like you're going to go hungry. Uh, the, you know, the people are still out there buying. So I don't sell, and I try to stay away from people who buy firewood to, to heat their house. Uh, I try to go after the people that are just for, you know, special occasions, ambiance kind of people. And usually a quarter cord gets them through the winter. Uh, but I do have about 10 customers that will take a half cord at a time and they are, they get like three to four deliveries a, a, a winter off of me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I have all of their wood is already made and setting aside. It's already accounted for. That's like when people look in my yard and they see all that firewood and I go, well, it's already sold. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just haven't, I haven't delivered it yet. I haven't, uh, 
I haven't taken it to him yet. <laughs> this uh, this coming him, cold I, snap could could spark some people to burn a little bit more, and then they're going to be calling sooner. That's uh, probably, and you know, we've had a relatively mild winter so far, and knock wood, <laughs> we haven't had any snow. We've had some cold days, but it's been so warm that when you get an otherwise moderate winter day it feels terrible outside because you're not used to it yet <laughs> well we've had snow and cold and now we're getting more snow and more cold it's just been it's been who it's been winter well, how, how's santa <laughs> gonna get to your house then with all this snow and cold oh i don't know it's gonna be tough mm -hmm. gonna be it's tough. gonna be tough getting that mini excavator down your chimney <laughs> Yeah, he can just leave that out in the yard. Just, I put a big, I'll put a big stocking back in the wood yard. He can leave it back there. Hmm. <laughs> I'd have never guessed it. I would have thought you would have wanted a, a new pair of gloves or a pair of boots or something. But no, you went right for the, you went right for the gusto there. Well, number one rule in negotiating: always go for more than what you really want because you can always come down. <laughs> <laughs> You can't negotiate with Santa. Oh, that's true. I suppose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, all I want is a new F-150. Yeah, you know, just just a new truck. Right. Nothing, nothing too major. Oh, I, it's got to have a hitch and a seven round, you know, the towing package and a, a, a bed liner and not the spray on textured kind. I mean the plastic. Yes. Kind. Yeah, because of my uh, my unloader, you know, they that fabric slides a lot better on that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I want it to be white. Oh, right, with a regular cab and an eight foot bed. It's just anything longer than that. You know, it's tough to maneuver around because I get my truck in the tight spots in people's garages and uh, and when the ground is firm, you know, and they don't care, I'll drive around the back of their house and back it up to the mulch bed and unload it, you know, into their yeah. rack. Mm -hmm. that, so listen, listen to you with your detailed Christmas list. See, I just, I didn't even, I didn't even name a brand of excavator. <laughs> I didn't care track size, bucket size, any, I just said it. And now you're all these specifics on Ford F-150, eight foot bed, <laughs> cruise control, AMF, <laughs> all these things. I tell but you. Dan, you're asking for an, a mini excavator. I would think anything would do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> There's this no need true. for you to have a, uh, to split hairs with it because it's a mini excavator. Anything. Uh, that's would do. true. That is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, right. Dan, I, uh, uh, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas though. Yes. And Merry mm -hmm. Christmas to you and everyone down there in the Ohio Woodburner family. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, happy Same holidays. Year. Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays. I got um, this guy, he bristled. I said, happy holidays. You know, and he's like, he did. He, I was like, come on, bud. He goes, it's Christmas. I was like, I don't know. I just said happy holidays, you know. So <laughs> I'll say what I want, you know. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I always, I always kind of just combine them all together happy holidays merry christmas you know whatever yeah yeah well this guy he was he was mad so yeah but that just makes me want to not 
say Merry Christmas then. I'll just say, <laughs> I'll come up with, yeah, I'll come up with something to make you even matter. <laughs> yeah. Happy holidays to you, pal. Yeah. So I, um, uh, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and happy holidays. And, uh, regardless what holiday you celebrate is, is good enough for me. And, uh, the Woodhounds podcast, you know, we wanted to make this a, uh, uh, I don't know, a fun, lighthearted Christmas episode. And, uh, Dan and I just thought we would, um, uh, put this out there for you guys, uh, as you lead into this busy final push to Christmas when that's on Sunday this year, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And, and we'll be, we'll be back next week with, hopefully we'll be back next week with the last episode of the year, the Ooh. last podcast episode of 2022. And we might have some big announcements we're going to be making for 2023. Ooh, I'm excited. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. I, I, me either. I don't know what they are yet. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a, um, uh, a year in review for us. Uh, cause we're going to be coming up on our one year anniversary, which was around March, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But let's do a year in review next week for, for, uh, new years. And, uh, let's, you know, take some time to stop and smell the roses uh, yes. for a nice year and, uh, building a wonderful brand of the Woodhounds podcast. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I see we're, we're numbers are we're over 30,000 downloads. Is that right? That's serious. I think, I think the last time yeah. I checked. Yeah. That's serious. When you look at all the podcasts out there, uh, that's pretty good. And we couldn't do any of this without you guys, the listeners and the people who comment and send us emails. Uh, it lets us know that you're enjoying us and gives us reason to keep going. Indeed. Yes, mm -hmm. indeed. We appreciate it all. All you woodhounds, sure. thank you very much. All right. Well, Dan, what do you say we strike up the band and uh, let's get out of here? Yes, sounds good. Thanks, everyone, once again. And everyone, enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your holiday, your time with your friends, your family. And we'll see you back here next week for the last episode of the year. That's right. All right. All right. I want to wish... Uh, everyone a Merry Christmas and Dan have a great day. Mm -hmm.